0: that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boati as Christ is magnified in you. Can you lift your hands to Jesus? Thank you, Father. Just eyes closed wherever you are thank you just begin to bless his name he is the goal of our existence he is the reason for our life thank you Holy Spirit thank you Holy Spirit thank you Holy Spirit we are nothing without Jesus begin to bless him thank you Jesus. Jesus. Thank you. Oh, Lord, we are grateful. No one taketh this honor upon himself. It is God that calls, even as he did Aaron. Bless his name. God called us for his purpose. We are privileged to be part of such a movement of the Spirit. Just bless his name, somebody. You alone are worthy. Thank you. Raise your hand to him you reign forever your name is ever great you are the wisdom before time you reign forever your name is ever great you are the wisdom before time father this morning we give you glory this afternoon we declare the lord as we stand here your word is going to bring us illumination, It's going to set us aright. Our destinies are helped. Oh, our destinies are helped. And let your mighty power flow even over this premise. That your name shall be exalted above all else. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. I see rivers flowing in this place. I see rivers. There is a washing. There's a washing by the river of God. He said, There is a stream whereof shall make glad the city of the living God. There is a gladness that comes by the encounter with the river of God. And thou shalt make us to drink of the rivers of thy pleasures. In thee is the fountain of life, and in thy light we see light. There's a river here. And by the rivers of God, we are carried into our destiny. We are carried into our glory. That which parts into four heads. Gihon, Pishon, Udiko, and Euphrates. We declare, let the river that moves in the garden of God bring us refreshing. Let it bring us illumination. Let it bring us function according to the patterns of God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Your name is exalted in Jesus mighty name and everyone will say amen, amen. before you take us, can we celebrate our Bishop Bishop <laughs> hallelujah it's a good man it's an anointed man He's a great man you see what you are seeing love economy people have done it for 50 years they still not done it Yeah. There are some churches, they've been doing fundraising for the past 20 years. They are still not built. You know what I'm talking about. And the board of trustees are fighting. Because how long? Harvest one, harvest two, harvest seven, harvest 14. 17 years of harvest. The field is still dry. There's still desert. (laughs) But today, by the grace of God, we stand on the acquisition of dominance you see one of the things that shows that you are dominating is land when god gives you land you are expanding may the hand of god come upon everyone here that as we have this wonderful service here may anything terrorizing your life may god give you upper hand to dominate may god give you upper hand to dominate father we thank you it is done forevermore amen you may be seated. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Oh, amen. One of the things I believe that our generation is lacking is understanding prophetic holy moments. If you are sitting here and you think that you are fulfilling your pastor's instruction of being in church, you have missed it. Because if you understand prophetic moments, some of you, by the time you are leaving church today, you will fetch sand from this soil. And you will know what is happening. Some of you, by the time you are living here, you will not complain that your shoes are dirty. You will send the dust off your feet and step in your house and shake it off your house lamp and say, whatever is happening in land, economy land, happens in my house. But you see, we don't understand. Strangely enough, we will do it when we go to a shrine. But we will not do it in the house of God. So you see, it seems as if the world is getting testimonies from Juju men, when we should be getting testimonies from the all-powerful. Because we don't understand, and we think this kingdom we are in is a kingdom of irresponsibility. But I pray for you that before the service ends, you will take charge. See, last week I hosted an apostle friend of mine from London who is now relocated to Nigeria, and he said something that blessed my life. He said, arise and shine for thy light is come." So God has done his part by bringing you light. You must do your part by arising. And that's why I quoted last week in Tezaros that God had given promise to Abraham that they will have a seed, but Sarah still needed strength to conceive. He said by faith, Sarah received strength. It means it was giving the day God prophesied. So an active engagement of collecting what has been given. He says, Sarah received. It means it was given. He didn't say by faith God gave. He said by faith Sarah received. It means unto you engage faith. What has been given will not be received. So today I pray that everything you have been spoken to about. The difference between you and your brother and his manifestation and yours is the receiving. Yeah. He decided to receive and arise. You have been sitting there waiting for somebody like the man at the pool. quicken me so I'll enter the water. Right. Ah, Jesus said do you really want to be healed? See, I've been waiting for assistance. May God break that whole reliance on man Jesus. and begin to rely on God. Jesus. As I begin to rely on God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm saying this because when I was praying and coming here, the Lord opened my eyes. And in the realm of the spirit, I saw people standing on this land. I saw batches. I saw three factions. I saw a Muslim faction. I saw a chieftaincy faction and I saw a factory faction. So there was a factory. There was a chief. There were Muslims fighting over this land. They have not told me anything. I'm telling you as a prophet. And the Lord said, this is a battleground for enhancing territory. Let me say this. The seed for territory is battle. So if you want to increase territory, be ready to fight. If you are not ready to fight, you will not increase in anything. A ship is looking nice at shore, but it was not created for shore. It was created for storms. A ship is created for storms, not for shore. (laughs) So you can park your boat at the shore and it looks nice, but that's not its purpose. So God didn't give you life for decoration. He gave you life for advancement. He gave you life for advancement because anything that has life increases, grows, and advances. So I provoke your holy minds today. And as I was praying, God said, come and speak to them about maxims of the spirit. Say maxims of the spirit. So I'm going to touch on four different things that you need. Because as I prayed, it was like a conglomerate of things that you need for your next phase. You see, listening is the seed for learning. Listening is the seed for learning. This is the seed for loss and tragedy. Anytime you fail, anytime you lose, anytime you enter tragedy, the root or the seed is dishonor. You have dishonored somebody, that is why you failed. So every failure, every loss, every tragedy is connected to dishonor. Dishonor of God, dishonor of a man, dishonor of parents, dishonor of a colleague, it is there. To some people recently that there is honor supposed to be in the midst of brothers. Because brotherhood is an honorable thing before God. Why? How good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. He said, Woe unto the man that separated very friends and brothers. So brotherhood is honorable to God. So a brother and a brother cannot fight over a girl. It's dishonorable. This generation believes that if I'm dating you, once you are not wearing a ring, you are still gay. Okay. It's this Anna? That's why you force and break up a relationship and take the girl to your house, and hell breaks loose. Because every failure, every loss, every tragedy is connected to this Anna. If a man is dating somebody, you have no business being there. If it was fair game, then we'll not call it cheating. The reason we call cheating is because you have no right. <laughs> uh, for the past one, you have become a pastor. So nowadays, the way I preach has changed. I'll throw it. I'll throw it prophetically, but I'll calm down, yeah, so that you can absorb it. Yeah, yeah. I know Papa George has been here, so he is still an apostle. Some of us we have lost our anointing. We are now pastors. <laughs> but anyways, what I'm trying to tell you is this, is this honor, anyone that changes wages works in this honor, you and your friend agreed 50-50, now the product came, you said, now I've changed my mind, it's 30-70, you are going to lose, you will enter tragedy, you will fail very soon, there are some things that are by principles in the spirit, and it's shocking that in Christ, we become like a desica, we joke with everything, May God come upon your head. If you see a man with a wedding ring, don't convert him. Let him go. Say, sir, <laughs> this one. If I begin to become your girlfriend, I'm sowing a seed for loss. And the painful part is that sometimes you will be alive, but your mother will die. Yeah. And if God opened your eyes, you realize that it is because of that somebody died in your house. Ebaya, Hmm. I have your attention. (laughs) DDDR pass. So I'm going to give you some nuggets of the spirit that will help your life. It will take you far. It will make you stand as a Christian for a long time. Pastor and I have been Christians over 25 years. Not that we've not been tempted like you before. Oh, Jesus Christ was tempted. Bible says it was tempted in all points. Not always. All points. All points. So all of us have gone through some before. Girls, boys, everything money, career. What? Have you have been there before? Everywhere. That's the time when you talk to pastors, you are like, how do these people know everything? They are tempted in all points. <laughs> <laughs> it might not be specific like yours, but the same energy, the same style. we have seen it before. You have seen it before. Yeah. I've seen it before. So your life must advance. Yeah, because what God has brought here, you have no idea. Rivers are flowing here. Rivers. Reverse. There will be serious traffic to this land. Jesus. Ah, spiritual, physical, all kinds of traffic. What will happen here? Ah, it will happen. People will give you land. I'm here, and I tell you, people will say, "Add this one, take it, sir. Add this one, take it. Add this one, take it." Ma talubakata, They will give it to. you. Mm, they, will it. they will give it to. They will give it to. I said, they'll give it to you. Oh, because I see a hostel complex here. Yeah. But it's not on this land. It's adjacent. It's adjacent, a hostel complex where people can sleep and have camp meeting. Yeah. It can bed. Yeah. Phase one was bedding 500 people. And phase two, dead thousand. Jesus. Thousand people were sleeping. Wow. And they were praying. <laughs> so there are rivers flowing here, and you cannot miss this encounter. I'll show you something today. When I finish this teaching, you watch how you spend time and who you spend time with. I mean, somebody has to bribe you to fail. No, no. Somebody has to pay you something worth it than the rubbish you would do. Like, no. You see, when Joseph saw what he carried. Potiphar's wife was not enough. It, when you know your worth and where you are going, and you do exchange rate balancing, you know that this small sex of orgasm it's not enough. It do not catch, it won't it don't match, it doesn't add up. Ah, 15 minutes. Come, 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 Jesus Christ compared to a life of a millionaire with peace of mind with powerful children with children who will be MPs, presidents doctors, when you do the ratio and proportion, you are like this 15 minutes of this honor, I will not do it because sometimes you must know who you are as the temple of God so when I talk of this and I'm not just talking about sleeping with somebody's wife, you to your own body what you do to it is this honor hmm. Are you here? (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So what is it then that creates the problem of our Christian life? Bible says in Matthew chapter 22 verse 29 that you err. Because you know not the scriptures, neither the power of God. So the error is a product of lack of adequate knowledge. Can I say this? Knowledge is the seed for change. The reason you are not changing is because of inadequate knowledge. So Paul said that the eyes God should grant unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. That the eyes of your understanding will be flooded with light that ye may know. So when knowledge comes, change is inevitable. What that means is that the life you are living now is a product of what you know. You are living the knowledge available to you presently. If a lady does not see anything wrong with a side chick business, it is the knowledge she has. So when the holy knowledge of the Most High comes upon the person, the person can say, I stop this. Because a better or a higher knowledge has come. When a higher knowledge comes upon you, you realize that a white-collar job, a job that makes you wear a tie, eight to five, does not make you rich. You are ready to use any skill available to you, to make wealth. Knowledge. Because if you understand the right knowledge, you understand that the same taxi you drive in America, that can make you send $500 every month to your family. is the same taxi you can drive in Ghana, and still send $500 to your family. I know taxi drivers who own four taxis, three buses, four apartments, and their landlords. Taxi driving. Because if you don't have the right knowledge, You drive the taxi as a short-term agenda. And anything you put your heart partially in will not yield you fruit. So you are driving taxi with your friend. To this person, this is what God will use as a means for my breakthrough. To you, I'm waiting for that job. So you've been driving taxi for five years. And your heart is not fully in what you are doing because you are waiting to sit in an office and take a loan to buy another car and be working with a suit and a tie and a suitcase and you owe everyone on earth. And the man who is your friend who is driving taxi is laboring per day and getting their salary and they are using the little they get to buy a piece of land little by little. So, you are asking, are we not all doing the business? Somebody is wholly in it, someone is partially in it. The reason why people divorce is because they enter the marriage with one leg. <laughs> because you didn't understand till death do us part. As long as you think there's a replacement to your wife, you'll always be frustrated. When you enter marriage, settle your heart there is nothing I could have done better than this. That's it. This generation has options. The strength of last is options. When you you are in last, it's because of options. You cannot last when it's only one. That's why the moment you marry, last vanishes. You didn't get that message. Somebody's like, oh, when we're not married, I felt like doing it every day. But since we married, the vim is not there because there's no more option. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you getting what I'm talking about? Oh, I wish you are here. I said, I wish you're here. I said, I wish you're here. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, whatever God has given to you to do now, do it with everything you have. Be a kind of person that wherever you are, whatever you are doing, hundred percent. That's why by the time I are giving 100%, you should make sure it is worth your 100%. If it will work and last for eternity, then it receives my 100%. So knowledge is the strength of change. You are living the knowledge you know. You don't pray because you don't understand what prayer is. And you pray only when you are in trouble because of the knowledge you have about prayer. In fact, there's a way you deal with men of God because of the knowledge you have about men of God. But if you understand non-men of God well and understand the knowledge of priesthood, you will know that not all priests stand in the same order. There are orders of Aaron and there are orders of Melchizedek. There are rankings in priesthood. So that even in the same class of priesthood, there are the people who do the outer court business and they can never enter the holy place. So the fact that men of God are misbehaving does not mean all men of God are in the same class. You, if you have understanding, you realize that the real are rare, and the fake are plenty. And the shocking thing about fake is that you cannot grow tears until you have seen wheat, because the Bible didn't say the sower sowed in a land that had tears. It was after the wheat was sown that the thief came to the enemy came to add wheat. And test, sorry. So, in other words, Satan cannot create fake if there's no original. Because he's waiting for the creators to produce the document, then they can replicate it. You couldn't copy till your friend wrote the answers. Yeah. So the next time you are shouting, fake men of God, fake men of God, tell God then show me the real ones because the real ones are rare ones. They don't collect your oil. My, my, my apostle friend said to me, he said, human beings like to be deceived. I looked at it, and realized it's true. Because you know when you go to a magic show, they are lying, but you still pay. <laughs> the guy is lying to you he's using trick to hide cards and the coin is somewhere and he has hidden, he's wearing a fake you know, thumb and he has put the handkerchief in it so you take, oh, the handkerchief has he's pulling from somewhere. You People pay to be deceived. That's why most churches that have failed are deceived ministries. We love to be deceived. There's something about the fall that makes deception a nice thing. So when you have been telling somebody the truth, the person will say, would you in TV lie a little bit? <laughs> At least deceive me small. <laughs> you don't have to say the truth all the time. <laughs> so honesty is a crime today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But this is what I want to bring your mind to. In Psalm 23, the verse number one, he says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. Uh huh. Uh-huh. At least, besides what? He restored my soul. He leaded me in the path of righteousness for his name. So, when you read all these things, very powerful, we quote it all the time. But do you know it starts from the first statement The Lord is my shepherd. If you are wanting, you cannot be led. As long as you are wanting something aside the shepherd, you can never be led besides soul waters. Your still can never be restored. So, there are things in the kingdom that people quote without realizing their part to play. If I want God to lead me besides the waters, if I, God want, I want God to restore my soul, if I want God, you know, to lead me in the valley of the shadow of death so that I fear no evil, then number one must be, the Lord is my shepherd. I must not want. What it means to say is that I cannot be following Jesus Christ and I want breakthrough. Because as long as I make breakthrough priority over Jesus Christ, that's why I can't be led. So every decision I'll be taking is contrary to the leading of the Spirit. That's why I can say that whilst God is preparing me to candle the breakthrough, I feel his delay. Because he is not what I want. Are you here? Are you sure? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. So for the blessings to work, he must be your shepherd. He must be everything you want. Then if he is a person who is going to be your shepherd and everything you want, then we must understand his ways too. We must understand how he does things. Because by so doing, we can appreciate what God wants to do in our life. Jeremiah six sixteen says that, oh, that they will find that old ways. They will desire the ways of the Lord. Look what he says. And say to the Lord, stand in the ways and see, ask the old path, which is the good way. Walk therein and ye shall find rest for your souls. And they said, we will not walk in it. They said, we will not walk in it. And Jesus also said something very powerful. In Matthew 11, 28, 29, he says, that, Come unto me, all you that labor, and I'll give you rest. Learn of me. He said, Take take my yoke. Learn of me. For I am meek and lowly, and you will find rest for your soul. So, brothers and sisters, the moment you get born again, what happens is that God has given you rest for your spirit. So, a Christian has automatic rest in their spirit, they are at peace. But they do not have rest in their souls. That's why their mind is roaming. That's why they are depressed. That's why they are frustrated. That's why though they are born again, bad things are still tempting them. There is no rest in their souls. And he said the reason there is no rest in your soul is that you are avoiding God's way. God has a way. Have you realized when you got born again, you are at peace, you are happy. Oh, Jesus all I want. After two weeks, three months, you're like, oh, Jesus all I want." After one, one year, you're like, ah, Jesus and a car. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the car is not enough. I need a wife. Ah, <laughs> oh, where are the children? You, you say so now? After a while, Jesus is not enough. Mm, you realize? And the moment Jesus is not enough, you know what's going on? You are losing rest in your soul. You wake up down. You wake up. Can I tell you something? The day you come to a place where a car, a house, a wife, a child, ministry, traveling, are not important to you by Jesus. A lot of the things you are frustrated about will leave you. And a lot of the energy you are looking for will come back to you. The day... Oh, that's why the Bible calls it. You see, an answer. God's answer. God's testimony. When God gives you an answer, Proverbs says, it is a tree of life. It, there's a way when God gives you your heart desire, you come alive. That means to say is that if I'm also getting my heart desire because probably it's perverted, when I lose that desire and make God my desire... That thing stopping me from praying. And a lot of you here, your prayer life has gone low because something God said to you has not yet happened. So you're like, why should I pray? I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing it. Every guy who proposed to me. We have, it's like, they don't mind me. I've become Lord of the Rings. <laughs> we have dated for seven years. How far, guy? How far? Oh, next year. <laughs> hey, again. <laughs> I thought he said last year, this year. No. Oh, next year. it's like every year they are postponing the thing. So it gets to a point you are so frustrated. And that frustration is becoming an issue that is causing restlessness in your soul. You are restless. You don't feel like praying. Once upon a time you were excited to come to church. But because your soul has lost rest, this is a waste of your time. I would rather lie in my bed and cross my hand and watch a football match. But you are forgetting that every activity... That is away from your solution is enhancing your depression. (laughs) So, the more you stay away from church, say, ah, they have that, you will will go further into predicament. (laughs) And the painful part is that we forget as human beings that we are creatures of habit. What you keep doing, your body will get used to it. So, the day you come and sit in church, it looks weird because it's a new habit. What am I doing here? <laughs> That's why you hear people give testimony in church. God has really saved me. I cannot date a girl more than I want without touching her. Me of all people, I've not touched this girl. God is really on me. Yeah, it's working on. God. It's like it's not a habit, it's not a you are not used to it. Like you are shocked. But I wonder if everything is okay with you. Because usually you're a lion. <laughs> a lion has a tail, he has a big head. <laughs> Aha, uh-huh. he will kill you right now. But this great lion has lost his teeth and he's just smiling at this girl. <laughs> She's calling him honey, honey, honey. And his hands are behind his back. He said, Ha, ah, the Lord has redeemed me. <laughs> that I'm not about <laughs> Jesus Christ. One month I've done nothing. The Lord is on me. We are creatures of habit. So, because of that habitual attitude of our bodies, many things Satan comes as his forced to make us do things. When God delivers us from the power of Satan, the habit is still there. So a lot of you, you have been delivered from the spirit of masturbation. But the habits... And how the habit works is, you are programmed to the day. So you stop reading Bible. Your prayer hours are reducing. TV is increasing. Internet is increasing. Instagram is increasing. Now you are looking at girls with bottles Shaking, shaking, it's increasing You see, so because it's habit You are increasing the thing To the point where when the things The feeling of the Zuzi is Stissed on you You can't move, (laughs) you must carry it out (laughs) That's how it is But before it was a spirit It does not need to program you When it descends on you, it descends on you No permission You can even be in church, you will leave service And go and do what you have to do Yes, that's the spirit part but when it's habit after church, they gave instruction, you didn't obey. Call me on Tuesday, you didn't call. We have a prayer meeting, you slept at home. So the decisions you are taking was allowing your old habit to walk back to you. I'm showing you something today so that you don't go like, ah, they have... Some people, when they, you can see something, they walk up to you, man of God, I need deliverance. Anybody who walks up to you saying he needs deliverance, <laughs> really needs deliverance. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. What am I bringing your mind to? God has his ways. And if you don't find the ways of God, your soul will not be at rest. You will be agitated. And the painful part is that what you are agitated about is somebody's prayer point. And you will see your friends and say, hey, you look good. You are like, me? Because the way you've been depressed for a week, you don't want to hear that nonsense. Who looks good? (laughs) So you are like Job who Satan is saying there is a hedge around him. And Job is saying I am not safe. And all of you are like that. Whilst Israel is offending God. Balaam is prophesying. Their dwelling place is beautiful. Can you imagine? Israel was in sin; They were misbehaving. But the prophet stood upon the mountain and said. The man whose eyes are open. I shall see him but not now. Oh, I shall behold him, but not now. He said, for out of him shall come him that shall be ruler. And he's prophesying about Israel that a glorious light will come out of them. Yet when you get into the camp of Israel, they're misbehaving. They are sinning but God. They have not sin. How? That's why I always tell people that measuring yourself by yourself and comparing yourself with somebody is lack of wisdom. Because no tree is planted by a farmer Then you say that the mango tree will move ruler. Ah, 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 ah. Oh, he has not been watering us enough. The fertilizer must increase. Oh, this farmer is not doing well. No tree does that. (laughs) It's the farmer who says the tree is growing. So your real growth and your real, uh, what do you call it, appraisal cannot be done by you. The best appraisal you can do is when you agree that God told you to do something you disobeyed. That's the only place you do appraisal. Every other thing, because lest you enter into conceitedness, you feel you have arrived. Because you have measured yourself by your standard that I must be here at this time of my life. But perhaps at that time of your life, you are still shallow. That's why he said to the church in Laodicea, You say you are rich, yet you are poor. So they have done self appraisal. We are clothed by saying you are naked. What we can see, he said, but you are blind. I counsel thee to buy of me eyesome that ye may see. Gold that is tried by fire that ye may be rich. But you see, Smyrna was not doing appraisal. And God did appraisal. He said, though you are poor, yet you are rich. So, in other words, sometimes when you are calling a brother as a failure, God says he's a success. The appraisal can never, ever be from us. Mm. Not every driver of a car is at peace. Not every man with a fair lady with hips is happy. Yeah. Yeah. If you understand the nature of man, if you have a fair wife, you want a dark one. If you want a dark, you have a dark one, you want to add a chocolate one. Yeah, black, yellow, red, and blue. You want all the colors. Yeah. How do I know that? Let's get into your locker. How many of you have only white shirts? Yeah, you have white shirt, blue shirt, green shirt, blue. You want options. So, the nature by which we used to choose things is the way we used to choose human beings. Yeah. Somebody got the message. Ah. Am I preaching a message? Hallelujah. Amen. So, let me come to my points now. You will find rest for your souls. Jesus said, Learn of me are meek and lonely. You'll find the rest of yourselves. And there's no way to have rest in this life. You see, when God created you, he created you to function by his blueprint. Not what the world is saying. The world system will depress you. God is the only system that will impress you and express you. You'll come to a place where life is sweet. Life is meaningful. Your secondary school has a purpose. Your first degree has a purpose. Your children are arrows. When you go home, your children are not noisy, pestilence. <laughs> they are actually arrows to in a quiver to be short. <laughs> so you can, you can control and declare that, hey, stop talking that way. Because you are an arrow, I must shoot. You are a destiny in fulfillment. Some of you, you are a prayer of your pa- father's father's praying. He said, in thy seed shall the nations be blessed. It has reached you, but you don't realize what you carry. And some of you, what you carry is actually listening to the prophecies you're receiving today. So some of you do say, oh, I see presidency around you. Now, because of how you have delayed and where life has gone, God will have to transfer to your children. Because Abraham played that delay game. So by the time the child came, because he interfered God's agenda with Ishmael, God could not project his blessing. That's why when Jacob appeared in Genesis 49, he said, the blessing of thy father is greater than his father's. So Jacob said, me, my blessing eh, is bigger than Abraham's blessing. That's what he said. Because if he had not delayed, chances are that he would have received another beyond Isaac. That was from God. Oh... So some of these are certain things you are taking. God realized that the way the path is going. He said to David, you cannot build a city for me. That means that in the plan of God, David was to build a city. How do I know that? To the point that the Bible speaks about in the book of Acts chapter 15 and even in the prophecy of Je- um, Joel and the prophecy of Nahum, he spoke about how that David was to build a tabernacle. He calls it the tabernacle of David that shall be established in worship and praise. Yet David didn't build it. That thing that we call tabernacle was not a building. It was a location with veil. And uh, it it had no roof. It was just there. Because the tabernacle was actually the temple Solomon was building. And God didn't permit David to build it. But his name was on the temple. So Solomon built it. But it was called David's tabernacle. Why? Because when David was about to build it. He entered into an error. He said, you cannot build it because your hand is bloody. Now, I asked God the question. I said, what do you mean his hand is bloody? And the Holy Ghost said to me, he said, it's not the war he fought. Because every war he fought, I sanctioned it. So I cannot accuse him for what I permitted and instructed him to do. He said, your hands are bloody because of Uzziah. He killed somebody's husband. That's what made his hand bloody. What do you call it? Uh, 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 uh. Yeah. Uriah, sorry. Because he killed Uriah, that's what made his hand bloody. And God said you can't build. Yet though you will not build in the heaviness it will be named after you. The tabernacle of David. Not the tabernacle of Solomon. Tabernacle of David. So it's called Solomon's temple in time. By an eternity it's called the tabernacle of David. Today I call you to a place eh? there are dimensions of our living. You will not joke with time. The moment you come to this revelation... I was show with them at... Alpha, uh, uh, what call And I said to them... Uh, God didn't have a problem... Eh, with Solomon's misbehavior... Because you see... The Bible says in Judges 13... He had just slept with a prostitute... And the Spirit of the Lord came to still wake him up... To go and kill Philistines... No, go and read Judges 13... After he... Uh-huh, he cleared everything... At midnight... The Holy Ghost came on him... And he rose up... And went down to Hebron... And lifted up the gates... And broke it off... Something was happening... His conscience... His personality was not affected by what he had done. But when he met Delilah, in fact, if you understand the entire interface of Samson and the Philistines, their provocation was at women level. He married a woman and asked a riddle. They went to cajole this girl to tell them the meaning. And it provoked Solomon. And Bible said God took occasion. It means that when God created Solomon. And Solomon appeared. Sorry, Samson. Samson's temperament was the reason why some instructions were given. Hmm. Jesus Christ. Oh, wave your hands to Jesus. Wave your hands (laughs) to Jesus. Samson's temperament was the reason why some instructions were given. Don't cut your hair. Don't do this, don't do that. Because if something has no regulation, even with regulation, see what he did. No, no, think about it. If with regulation, see what Samson did, then without regulation, because he's the only judge who is staying in enemy camp. Go and read the story of something. Samson, Samson had stayed in Israel. He was already in always staying in Philistine ter- ter- territory. That's where he was staying. Now he's so powerful they couldn't touch him, so he was just walking. <laughs> So imagine all the things they said, don't drink wine, don't do this, don't cut your hair. And God didn't put rules there. I want to tell you something. The reason some of you have some rules, others don't have some rules, is because of how you are made up. He giveth everybody according to their ability. So there is a status. So he said to them, even after that, there's another statement he made that blesses my heart, Matthew 25, i get it. He said, now to him that has, more is added. Why? It means that there is a certain requirement God needs you to get to. Perhaps God wants you to get money to a certain phase. that he can add spiritual responsibility. But as long as you are broke, he cannot give scholarship scheme to you. Because you don't have. So more cannot be added. So sometimes God knows your temperament, how it is. He knows your scope. He knows you can handle America. He knows you can handle seven planes. And you are the type one day i was checking my temperament type and i realized my temperament type material things don't move us oh no you can even see us wearing designer things but in our head we didn't one day i was i, wear, I wear somebody can say man of god we can't wait for your wedding i said why he said with well, the way you dress we are sure you wear golden suit." i said for what am i a gold bar no it's like <laughs> what it's like some people you see because of how you work people assume that you would no you can look good does not mean you should be extravagant but that's how human beings think. And because you're looking good, oh, then your wedding day, dear. Gold blazer, black trousers, gold shoe, gold rings, everywhere, gold. <laughs> that's how you be standing Somebody will just be burning your suits because they think it's gold-plated. <laughs> they are melting the gold off you. So God knows how we are. Some of you, you love material things. Yeah. Is the reason why you will never sit in your house. He cannot give to you to become an idol. Really? Ah, there's a place you'll get to. you have 20 grand cruises in your house, seven Range Rovers, four jets, and you are not even taking a picture online. This generation. You just buy one Pontiac Vibe like that. And that's how you, you stand by the car. The blessings of the Lord. Sunday is for church. Always come to church. And the whole goal is not you. It's, it's not... You, it's, you are boasting. You are just putting scriptures down there. They boost. Then <laughs> you put a Nike, <laughs> Can you imagine? You put a Nike Jordan sneaker there and says, yeah. My feet prepared in the readiness of the yeah. hey, when the Roman shoulders wearing Nike. Yeah. My friend. The next time you we wear Santiago, Afromosi Sanders, take that picture. That's what they were wearing. That is the food prepared. Yeah. So you realize that some things are there, God can't trust you. Because telling them that you see. When Samson lost his head, because of the same temperament he had, he entered deep depression. He prayed and said, Father, give me my power back. His power came back. And before he came back, said his hair was growing. And his strength came back to him. So before he prayed, his strength had come. Because you understand what he was doing. He needed strength. That thing that he was doing, one man can do it. But only Samson was kneeling the corn. The whole nation's corn refinery. Samson was in charge. but he, he already had power available, but his temperament blocked it. <sighs> hey. Some of you, the things you sit on because of your temperament, I can't make it. I'm finished. <laughs> and after all that, something said, grew back. Samson had the opportunity to kill the enemies. But look at the foolish prayer he prayed. Kill me with my enemies. So he means he could have prayed a prayer and God would have given that miraculous exemption. He will kill them and he will still be alive. Number two, if he prayed that God should give him his strength back and the strength came back, can't he pray for God to touch his eyes? But you see, God knows his extent. So he says, something, I beg. Don't go this way. Because if you go this way and you lose it. Some of you, God might not tell you some things. Because when you fall, you have the tenacity to come back. You are like David. <laughs> you father, you start quoting some 51. In sin, I was conceived. <laughs> I was shaping in iniquity. Mm. I know you are angry, but you know something. I know say you bore, take the chair, take the it means you know God is angry, so God take the kingdom, take everything. But the Holy Spirit, is there, as you bore, don't take that one. <laughs> then after that, you add us a request in judgment and restore. To me, I'm not happy nowadays. Make me happy. <laughs> Go and look at the boy. said, This boy is not a serious boy. Ah! Ah. The one who has sinned atrocious sins, murder, murder with the intention to murder. You know, that's what the lawyer said. So, one killing will kill somebody, they will give you seven charges attempted murder, manslaughter. Murder with the intention to kill. I thought there was what is the issue of murder with the intention. So there is a murder without the intention to kill. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All those things. Yet God said, He is a man after my own heart. He wants me, not what I give him, because I chose him before he had anything. So after he has everything, David is not interested in it. That's why he can give to God and say, I will not accept anything else not costing. When a man is at that post, money does not swallow him. Take. God is yours. Because money does not own him. Are you here with me? So I'm trying to bring your mind to something that there are ways that God is calling us to. Can I give you a simple example? When you go to a school, you go to an institution, you come to Ghana, whatever it is, every nation, every institution, every company has rules. You don't say that, ah, I feel that I should work from home, so the company pays me. If you like, don't come to work, we'll see how you get salary. Now, the company says no one should stay home, come to work. And when you come to work at 8 o'clock, make sure your name is in the book. Isn't it? You don't go to the and say, I came at 7, but I decided not to write my name. No, it doesn't make sense, isn't it? But it's strange that like, when it comes to God, we come to God with our own rules. That you know something, I'm going to be someone's side chick. I'll bet... I drink alcohol occasionally, but I'll make sure I'm not drunk. So at every given time, I have an alcohol meter inside me. I can measure the amount of alcohol the body can take. I have a device. When I drink seven bottles and it's ten point ten percent I know that, no, I've gone beyond the threshold. I'm entering soon. So at this point, 10% is enough. Yeah. Yeah. And that now becomes relative. Because according to body mass... Your, your, your body can determine the amount of alcohol you can take. So somebody like me, my alcohol content is higher than yours. So you and I can drink seven bottles. You'll be tipsy. I'll be fine. I have to add another 13. Uh-huh. At 20%, I'm still okay. That means that I can endure 20 bottles. And once I'm not drunk, I've not sinned. Such foolishness. And that's what we bring to God our ways. I will not wake up at the time you say I should wake up. I will do it tomorrow. And tomorrow when we wake up, Lord, we petition your throne. Ah, We bombard the heavens. Oh, God is not at war with you. You have brought bombardiers to the throne of God. We petition you, Lord. We move you. We subpoena you. Appear, Lord. Appear. Hear me, Lord. Hear me. <laughs> That's how angels are watching. God, should we slap him? <laughs> should we slap him? One. Just one. <laughs> you come to your senses. You didn't wake up at the time God told you to wake up. But you wake up at the time you want to wake up. And you think God is there to play. Can I announce to you? When it comes to grace, eh, grace is strength to do what God said. Grace is not an escape covering to prevent your disobedience from affecting you. Let me repeat it. Grace is given to strengthen you to obey God. Grace is not given to cover you up when you disobey God and you continue in disobedience. Then you are becoming an irresponsible Christian. But the point I'm putting across to you today is this. uh, God has his ways. And I want to touch on just about four. That will cause your life to be different as a Christian. Because you can't be praying all these prayers, fasting all these fastings, I've taught many people one thing. I'm the type of person, I like things to work. I will not be in something that doesn't work. Oh, then I'll stop. I don't see the sense something's not working after five years, you are still there. Uh -uh. I'll leave. I'll find something to do to make it work. So I have to find why this Christianity must work. And I have to stick to that rule. So I don't see why you're coming to church every Sunday. You were probably in a different church, an Orthodox church or something. You came to Love economy and you have decided to live your life anyhow. You pray when you want to pray. When we are praying, we are like, oh, you know, this, um, I love Love Economy Church so much, but the way they pray in Love Economy, it's not the style, like, you know, don't they have prayer books, you know, the prayer of St. Andrew or something, and those prayers were very powerful. In times of ignorance, God will wink at it. so St. Andrew, St. Francis, their prayers will work, but now here you have to do payo, forget the internet things they are doing, here you have to do pele Karata zuta. forget the people who say we don't understand what you are saying, we we we, we have witness in our spirit. We know what is happening, we are advancing, we are, you are in church but you have your own way of praying, so for two years of being love economy you have not progressed because you have brought your own way to the system, you have brought your own way to God, you know God is in our heart, he watches us everywhere, wonderful secret service Christian, you, you, God watches uh-huh. And you are where you are. So, you know, I don't need to really be in church to be part of the ministry. You know, I am an online member. I watch online. I greet you all online people in case you are watching me. You should have come here, but you slept. The Lord be with you. So, you are doing it your way. And you expect that. The glory of God will show. No. There is the government of God. And God rewards obedience in governance. And you say, do it Now. Find your fastest route to how you can. If it's even Sibin midnight, says sir, God said I should give you this thing tonight. I don't have to know what he, you know. Sometimes human beings want reasons. Why not tomorrow? Why tonight? Because tonight, when you do it, the angel of destruction, when he appears, he will not touch you. Oh, if you like, try that one. And when Moses said cover, he said the doorpost must be painted with blood. And while are walking, and you see the angel of destruction, and said, Ah, I've painted myself. You will die. <laughs> he said door. He didn't say self. He said <laughs> so. You have you have sprinkled blood on you. You will die. Because it's not your way, it's God's way. Why? In Numbers chapter 20, when Moses struck the rock instead of speaking to you, God said, you didn't believe me, and you didn't it. In other words, if you misrepresent God, every disobedience is a misrepresentation of God. And God will show up and say, because of that, that promised land, you won't go. You see it, but you won't assess it. Because in the spirit, Jesus is probably doing something. He said, Join me. He said, I'll do it tomorrow. By the time you do it tomorrow, Jesus is not doing it. So you have not sanctified the Lord in your heart. God has not done what you are doing. So quickly, let me touch on four things quickly. I'll pray for you. Yeah. Some of you ask you you'll be liberated. Oh, my brother, you're liberated. You go far. I said, You go far were born is not the problem. Pastor T and I were born in an area called Awoshin. Awoshin. Masalachi is everywhere. Zongo is here. every day you wake up, Allah, walk back, we are, And we are at a place called Elang. So we, we are playing Chelesa. We are, we are playing match. You know, there's a way you gather the boys, collect two 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 cd go and play match in another area. He and I have entered Lafa. There's a river called Lafa I wish. We have entered. We, we have swam. We have entered with mosquito net to fish. Tilapia. All this what we didn't know we were called though. So future bishop and prophet. That's how we're in there. We have folded our trousers. Hey. Wow, wow. They will catch one. Again. Again. You <laughs> have not seen anything. You cut the again with your hand. Then the thing will Sha, lash your hand. to swell. Again. I've cut some before. You have a small bottle and put the fish inside and put bread on top. After three days, it's dead. <laughs> then you fry it. <laughs> because when you woke up, the fish was sideways. <clears throat> and you fried it. And you ate. Play played football on muddy fields. But you see, the point was that God was not intending to give us an tersaco kind of life. The greatest strategy of life is to forget that God allowed where you were born to be, where you were born. He created the manger so that there's a life you can relate to. Some of us, our parents, have done things. My mom used to crack stones in the mountain. If you look there, the mountains at Awashi, they used to crack. I was there with them. They put dynamite in the rock. Then you use a long bar, crowbar, move the rock out. Then we have different kinds of hammer. The hammer for the sedimentous rock, the soft stone, the hard one, with the big boulder and you break it. All the things you call chippings, I used to crack it. No, we cannot lift you up from Trasaco. MIT, then you hold mic, lift up your hands. <laughs> the prophetic anointing is here, it's alive. Is a lie, so every hardship situation you were in was designed for progress. Let me say this: without process, there's no progress. Enjoy the lack of food your family has suffered because that process is going to be the engine for progress. If there is no pain, there is no energy for change. If the fire didn't burn you, you will keep sending your hand there. So sometimes pain is the reason why you say, I will do it again. So sometimes it's deliverance for that your sex, sex, sex thing to produce a child. <laughs> oh, yes, oh, yes. So that once there's consequence, you are provoked to stop. Yeah. <laughs> that number, eh? Mm. That's the last time the girl, oh, let's go and kill it. Let's go and kill the baby. You were killing babies. Every yeah. abortion is a death sentence, you know? Uh, Killing the baby. push. Because Bible says, before you were a mother, a clot of blood in your mother's womb, I knew you. Today I'll pray for some people. If you have paid for abortion before, if you have aborted before, if you have been connected to somebody and because of you they did abortion, I'm going to pray for you. Because you see, it's a spirit that follows you. It will cause things to be aborted Consistency in your life So blessing is coming by the spirit of abortion is around you Because you paid for it Anything you surrender money to You invite into your life That's why when you watch pornography And you pay any data to watch it It stays with you Jesus Christ Subscribe it Adima Taya Oh wave your house to Jesus Christ Say prophet the weather, the weather is hot. We are making it hotter. Making it hotter. <laughs> Somebody's like, hey Prophet, this is your abortion thing. I won't come out. <laughs> the Lord is not a respecter of persons. Distance is not a barrier. So wherever I sit, I tap into that prayer. If you like be there, don't come in front. Yeah. Somebody is also praying Father, let him forget. Let him forget. By the time the service ends, he shouldn't call anybody out. Holy sister Oja. Nobody knows you have killed a baby before. Now, this is the point. <laughs> everywhere, everywhere. Last week I was in love economy tells us. And after preaching, Pastor said, Man of oh God, the thing you did praying for. I pray for pastor. He said, you pray powerful, you pray for pastors. Everything did was prophetic. I don't come to love economy discussing ah, what's going on, man of oh God who are sent. Tell me the issues. No. We are sent. So we can tell you. And he himself will not tell me so that he can be sure that certain administrations are sanctioned by the Spirit. Do you understand? So sometimes it's so blessed when you're in church and a prophet or a man of God comes and he's saying certain phrases and you're like, hey! Is tell you that, ah, brothers and sisters, what has been said to you for the past two months is what has been said in the spirit long ago. I'm just telling you that it's true. And take it seriously. You'll see change. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, number one, learn to keep your mouth. You see, I've never come to you like this before. This is very Dr. Georgeish in nature. I don't do that. But today the Holy Ghost said you need to do it because it's necessary. First Peter chapter three verse ten and eleven. First Peter three, ten and eleven. Quickly. Let's read together if you are there. Open read. Go. I know you can't see from stage, but your phone, whatever it is. Quickly, let's go. What does it? Let him refrain his tongue from evil. Say again, let him refrain his tongue from evil. One last time, let him refrain his time from evil. Let's read the next verse, verse seven. Let him what and what eschew. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now. Psalm 141, the verse number 3 said, O Lord, set a watch over my mouth. Keep the door of my lips. That's what David said. Set a door. So keep the door of your mouth. That's what I'm talking about. Keep the door of my lips. Now go to verse 2 of Psalm 141. Verse 2. Let my prayer be set forth before thee as incense, and the lifting up of my hands as the incense. Evening sacrifice. Verse 3. Set a what? watch. What he's trying to tell you is this, that no matter how much you have prayed, if there's no watch and door over your mouth, your prayer is a waste. A lot of you destroy your prayer by how you talk. Mm. Mm. Flowing in the scripture. Let my prayer be set forth incense, the little of my house evening sacrifice. Then verse 3 says, Set a watch over my mouth, O Lord. Keep a door on my lips. Because you see, if there's no regulation on your mouth, you prayed for breakthrough, but your own mouth destroyed the breakthrough that was coming. How do you say, Father, bless me? Father, anoint me. Everything that is happening to me is your favor, your blessing today. I receive glory. Then when you get out, a trotter misses you. You You're like, ah, I'm finished. Your mouth has nullified your prayer. So without a controlled mouth, many prayers will go unanswered. This is why a lot of you are praying, but you're not seeing answers. Your mouth is not controlled. Verse 3, verse, verse, verse 6 of, uh, verse 10, sorry, of 1 Peter chapter 3 says, He says that if you want to see good what days, in other words, days there also speaks of good health, good wealth, your mouth. You must turn your tongue from evil. You must turn your tongue from evil. Proverbs 22, verse 6 says, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he goes, he will not depart from it. When I read other versions and the Hebrew translation of the word go. The word go is the word P E H, pair, which means to say mouth. Train up a child in the way of his mouth. The way a child talks is what a parent should be training the child in. Why? Good days, bad days are determined by how you talk. But how you talk is beyond the protocols of confession. Because there's an aspect of confession that is for consciousness. I cannot be sick. I break through in life. It's for consciousness. That consciousness is the bedrock for the next dimension of confession, which is conversation. So there's the confession of consciousness, and there's the confession in conversation. Many feel in the confession. Many are still trying to catch the confession for consciousness, but many fail here. Even bishops, pastors, archbishops, apostles—they fail here in the confessions in conversations. King James says, "When you were after your former conversation," and the word "conversation" there in the old English means life. So in time we read King James, he says, conversation. Your former conversation. Your former conversation. Your former living. It means your conversation is your living. Most of the confessions of Jesus Christ was not confession of consciousness. It was confession of conversation. Do you know your brother or live? Yes, I know. In the resurrection. Well, I'm the resurrection and the life. This is impossible, Lord. It's, ah. He If you only believed, all things are possible. Confession. But he did it in conversation. When the doctor tells you, I we don't think this thing can be rectified. You're like, whoosh. What do you say then? God, I'm finished. God, help me. Eesh, I said it, oh, I said it. I said it, Eesh, God, please, mercy, mercy. It's powerful. But you know, the moment you confess in conversation wrongly, your confession for consciousness will take more energy. Because now, hey, I'm finished. Then after a while, you listen to a tip. Someone encourages you, then you start, oh, I can make it. Oh, it took. So what you are doing is this. Now you have put yourself or pitted yourself against a stronger current of battle. But if we're confessing in conversation, then your confession for victory for Consciousness becomes easier because there's no impediment of negative words. Keep your mouth. Keep your mouth. Keep your mouth. Ghana is not hard. E-levy is not difficult. You see the cars people drive in Ghana? Ghana is not hard. There's money here. There are people who have money, they didn't die with it, they left it. (laughs) The rest, he has money. Every money that has been owned from Mansa Musa to Solomon, they didn't vanish into the spirit. It's here. Even the one they put on a dead body that you used to pay the, 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 the ferry. No, they believe that you cross a certain boat. Yeah. Cross a certain river. Beyond the river. Across the bridge, there's no more sorrow. So, there's a river. So, they feel that when you put some coins, gold coins, they used to pay the guy who transports them to the other life. Go to the grave. The coins are still on the ice. (laughs) (laughs) They're still there. Nobody is able to transit gold into the next room. It's all here. All the gold is here. So, every gold that has been mined, Hello? What's the gold that they say is finishing? Hello? Uh-huh. It's still here. <laughs> it's gone nowhere. The gold of Egypt that they say there's no more gold to mine is still here. All the mined ones, whether it is in earring, whether it is in a car, whatever it is, is still here. But you see, la bouche. You know la bouche? Your mouth. pastor has been telling you your mouth. You see it. It's not for bangu. It's not for tilapia. It's not for tea. It's not for meat pie. It is for speaking life. And that life should come in conversation. You should, by the time you are a live economy member who has come to full-fledged anointing, you should know that there's one thing about you. Anybody who has a difficult problem, when they talk to you, they should say, ah, you've made the thing easy. Like, when I speak to you, simplify things. Like, I thought it was a big problem. But the way you, the, your comportment, the way you spoke, it made, it, it made me feel that this thing can work. God said that what we speak must minister grace. So, the one who is hearing receives grace. Grace is strength. So, what he's saying is that anytime you speak to somebody, don't weaken them more with your words and, and strengthen them with the words. So, as you speak to, ah, oh, you did portion. What did they say? Your followers, they've got it. Ah! Mm. Well, the Bible says, in Ezekiel 36, verse 11, that your old age will be better than your beginning years. As you give that... Oh, man of God, you have encouraged me. You know what has happened? You have given hope. You have released life. The person will not walk in damnation. By reason of that joy, they can believe for a miracle. Then you will hear somebody has no womb, but they have given birth. I'm speaking to... One of my mentors, and he said to me, he said, he said, I prayed for a lady, and she said her tubes were tied. She so was talking to a pastor friend from US, he and the wife. He said, Are you, are you done giving yourself? You're giving birth to two. He said, Are you done? He said, yes, We are done. I said, Well, man of God. I said, Man of God, I prayed for a lady, and that they will have a child. They said, We're done. I said, We'll have a child. And the lady smiled, Oh, man of God, it's not possible. And he said, Oh, my wife, He told the pastor, told him that my wife's womb has been tied. He said, ah, I didn't say what I felt, I said what I saw. wife will have a child. Do you know nine months later, the woman was pregnant. They went to the hospital. The the, the doctor said, Sir, if it wasn't for that I have proof to what I'm come to tell you, you can sue us that we didn't do the work you asked us to do. But they said when they ran the scan, the wombs were still tight. But there was a baby lying there. God didn't open the tubes. They were closed. And there was a baby lying can I announce to a woman here? The Lord does not need sperm. The Holy Ghost in the woman is enough for conception. You oh. to that, you are not married at all. You are already afraid. You won't give birth. What kind of satanic life is this? <laughs> Come on, Jesus Christ. The devil is one useless guy. Eh? You, you are not married yet, but Satan has made you believe when you marry, you won't give birth. Hmm. But just walking, the devil tells you they are level 4x. Four. 4 only 4x. <laughs> only 4x. <laughs> oh, hallelujah! hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Keep your mouth. Tell anybody keep your mouth. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and bounded in your heart as you give attention to the word.